Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, Tim. I'm glad to join you. Yeah, I note on the resume, uh, the, the website, vote. EthanUnderwood.com, your campaign website. Uh, in terms of a political background, a run for the legislature that didn't work out for you, why now? Why the campaign for Congress and why this seat? Well, Tim, I'm a property rights attorney who represents people when they go up against the government. We handle land use, right to farm, right to uh, operate churches. Um, we, we handle a lot of condemnation work, and I litigate property tax appeals. So at its heart, this push towards socialism is about government control of private property. And I've been watching what's coming out of Congress with people talking about nationalizing industries and taking over our health care system. And I thought, you know, we really do need someone who understands government controls and, uh, uh, and the restraints on government from, from meddling with our free markets and with private property rights. So I have been active for the last 25 years in the Republican Party. I've served as a county party chair of the Forsyth County GOP. I've served as a district officer, so I've worked to elect conservative candidates to office. I ran uh, for a state house seat five years ago. It didn't work out, but it has been actually a, a great learning experience. The, the lady who defeated me in that is a supporter in, in this race. And uh, I'm excited to throw my hat in the ring. All right, let's talk about that, and let's 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 look straight at where we are today in terms of the role of government in our lives. Uh, we have people, and even some folks who call themselves Republicans, even some folks who are elected as Republicans and making decisions as Republicans, who are clamoring for more, not less, government involvement in our lives. Make me stay at home. Make me wear a mask. We're we're calling on government to do that, uh, and not to mention, as you say, taking over. Over industries and, and the healthcare industry specifically, uh, although not exclusively, we're, we have people and even folks over on the right side of the aisle now demanding more government involvement in our lives. You're right. This is a dangerous time, and who we send to D.C. now matters. The federal government is going to have an important role in helping to revitalize the economy, and I think that needs to be done by tax cuts and spending reductions. That's something Republicans always have a problem with. We're great at cutting taxes, but we're bad at cutting spending. But if we're going to ask businesses who are hurting and laying off employees to tighten their belt, it's time for the federal government to do that. But to your point, it's a dangerous time because who we send up there needs to understand what the role is of the federal government. And we also need to make sure the state and local governments understand what their role is. There is a role to help uh, businesses get back on their feet, but we also want to make sure that the federal government's not getting its tentacles into things that we'll never let loose of again. Uh, Ethan Underwood, candidate for Congress in Georgia 9. Uh, just looking at different aspects on your website, different agenda items on your website. Uh, more mundane, but no less important here. You say you want to expand rural broadband. All right, let's talk about the government role there, because uh, that we would think, uh, as Republicans, as conservatives, you would expect they would think that that'd be a role for the private sector, let some company come in and do this. What's the congressional role in that? I think that there is a, a legitimate role in infrastructure expansion from the federal government. And Nick Gingrich had a fantastic article about this several months back. Um, I think as we're widening roads, I mean, we, we do know that the Georgia Port Authority is putting a transfer area where they're bringing up 
these large containers from Savannah. They're going to transfer them from trucks to rail. So there's going to be a lot of road infrastructure improvements that's coming up through northeast Georgia. While we're doing that, along that right-of-way, it's not hard to put in broadband and then put in uh, ports where private businesses can then daisy chain off of those uh, federal government-installed ports. So it's really a private, uh, public-private partnership, but you're creating the infrastructure line that local businesses and private businesses can then tie into. Pass a balanced budget amendment. I'll play devil's advocate for a moment here, and I'll say what I actually have said over the years. If the founding fathers in their wisdom had wanted one, wouldn't we have had it from the beginning? You know, I, I am a supporter of the balanced budget amendment, but I'm not going to, to you know, blow sunshine on anybody and tell you that's an easy thing. It would require a, a constitutional amendment, which requires two-thirds of both houses to agree to it, and then three-quarters of the states have to ratify it. Now is the time for the Republican Party to lead from the front. There are things that we can do by creating House rules, uh, and, and we need to get in control of the House to do this, but House rules that require balanced budgets, House rules that prohibit these omnibus bills, that is the, the, the biggest problem that the Republican Party and, frankly, all of Congress, where they abuse their power, they tack on all these extra things to bills to get you know, special interest. If the Republicans would at least make a House rule or even a, a contract with America style a pledge to our constituents that say, you know what, we're going to act like we do in Georgia where we have a single issue rule. And instead of these 2,500 page bills that are coming down the pipe, and no one can, can honestly read those things, it's physically impossible. But to have a single issue bill where it's a 20 or even a 100 page bill that people can really understand what's in there, I think that would stop a lot of these pork projects that you're seeing slip through Congress and, and, and the spending problems. Ethan Underwood, 9th District Congressional Candidate. I know also you say you want to complete the wall and end illegal immigration. I want to frame the question in the context again of what is going on now. We're seeing this week, we're seeing increases in coronavirus case counts here in Georgia and elsewhere. And specifically in Georgia, I'm led to understand that in part it has to do with targeted testing. We're going into communities, Latino communities. So many people in this district, that 9th District working in the poultry industry, were concerned about the outbreaks of coronavirus there. Uh, we're seeing people going into these communities and, and saying, listen, we're, we're not here to deport you. We're not here to give you any grief. We're here to make sure you're healthy. We'll test you. We want to make sure you're doing the right things and tamp down the virus. We'll worry about that part of this later. Should we be focused on deportations at this moment, or is what the state is doing on that front kind of the right approach for the right moment now? I think it's the right approach for the right moment now, but we need to have a grown-up discussion about immigration because it's really now, as we're seeing, about three things. It's about national security, it's about public health, and it's also about voter security. The Democrats want folks coming into the country, and they don't care where they're from, they don't care whether they're citizens, and they want them to vote. That's really from their side of the aisle. That's all they care about in this immigration debate. But what we really need to be talking about is who's coming into our country. Are they terrorists? Are they criminals? Are they getting on our welfare system and just milking the system? Um, and then now we're seeing from a public health standpoint, we need to know who's in our country. So first and foremost, we've got to control our borders. So I do support completing the wall. But I'm not anti-immigration, and I'm not anti-worker. The Ninth District is a heavy agricultural district. It's a heavy technology district down in the south part in the Hall for Site uh, Jackson area. And we need folks coming in to, to work. So we need to know if you're coming into the country. If, if you're coming into the country, 
you're, you know, should be able to get a visa as long as you don't have a criminal background and you're not suppressing wages for other folks, Americans who want those jobs. But we do need those folks coming in, but we've got to know who they are. So I think that, that, that we are taking the right approach from a public health standpoint. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be in the country, you either need to be a citizen, you need a visa, or you need a green card, or you're not supposed to be here and you need to be moved. Finally, let you go on this one, Ethan Underwood, candidate for Congress. Again, that crowded field of candidates in, in, in the race to fill the Georgia 9 seat. Uh, some of those folks with some degree of name recognition that might exceed your own, some of them in the legislature, Paul Brown, has been in Congress. Uh, you're all though on a level playing field now. Nobody's holding rallies or going door to door, the things you would traditionally do in a campaign. Uh, does that give you or anybody else any kind of advantage, or are you all kind of playing, in the, playing from the same tee box here? Well, look, I'm, I'm going to brag. Our campaign out of nine candidates, we were the top fundraiser in the first quarter. So we're in the game. People want someone who's not a politician. They want someone who's not a government bureaucrat. Who we send to D.C. matters because this is a safe seat. And because it's such a safe seat, the Republican congressman from the ninth can carry legislation that someone from another district that's, that's close, they can't. So we, we matter not just to Georgia, but to the entire conservative cause. Who we send up there matters. And I think people are seeing in our campaign, I'm a government fighter. And I, that's not just a slogan. I do it for a living, and I'm pretty darn good at it. We need someone who's got the skill set to be able to stand on the floor and have a debate with Nancy Pelosi and have a debate in these committees with Adam Schiff. And I'm really the only person who's done that for a living. I'm good at it, and I want to take that skill set to work for the people in mind. Again, the website, VoteEthanUnderwood, EthanUnderwood.com, VoteEthanUnderwood.com, Ethan Underwood, Republican candidate for Congress. The early voting continues the election day itself on June 9th. I'm going to guess with nine candidates. I'm going to guess you're probably going to have a runoff, and Ethan Underwood would certainly love to be in that. Thanks for your time this morning. Best of luck out there. Stay safe. Thanks a lot, Tim.